This is Unbottled, the podcast where we actually talk. Lifting the lid off taboo subjects and unbottling frustrations around women's health issues. Brought to you by Our Remedy, an award-winning wellness brand that offers sustainably packaged natural remedies for sleep, periods and anxiety. I'm Rachel, your host, and in the past few years I've been through some quite serious health issues. I don't think we speak about these sorts of subjects enough, so I started to share my story in the hope it would help others. Well, it turns out other people are happy to share too. So you'll find us talking about lots of different health issues that people with periods go through. This episode is a very positive one. It's a raise awareness for positive birth stories. I think we hear far too many negative ones. So whether you're pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant or nowhere near, it's always worth trying to counteract all the negative stories we've heard around birth in our lives. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm the founder of Our Remedy, and today we're talking about birth, but most importantly, we're talking about positive births. So I'm a real advocate for women to want to feel empowered in everything they do, and this comes down to everything, including your birth. Labour can get a really, really bad rep, and people often talk horror stories more than they do good stories. And this isn't to discount anyone who had a bad experience and to say their story isn't valid. No one's birth is going to go to plan. I do feel that if we can speak positive about them, we can encourage everyone to feel empowered. So if you've had a baby, you might want to listen to these. But even if you haven't had a baby, you might want to listen to it because it might put you in a really good mindset for when you do. And if you're pregnant, I would definitely recommend listening because we're joined today by Hannah, who had a really good birth experience. And I also had a really good birth experience. So we're just going to be talking about it with a really positive mindset. So Hannah, welcome to our remedy. And I'm going to let you continue to introduce yourself. Perfect. So I'm Hannah. Um, I've got a little boy called Roma, who is seven months now. He'll be eight months on the 22nd. It's gone so quick. Only feels like yesterday I was um, at the hospital having him. Um, I was, I never really thought about what birth I wanted. Um, It never really crossed my mind, actually until quite late into my pregnancy. And it wasn't until I had seen the midwife and she said to me those famous words, like, what birth do you want? And I was thinking, what do you mean what birth I want? I just, they want this child to exit somehow, (laughs) like (laughs) easily, I guess. Um, And I actually remember asking you about it, Rachel, saying like, what does she mean? What birth do I want? Um, What are my options? And they didn't really give me a whole heap of options. Um, and so I started asking people around me who I knew had had babies, how was your birthing experience? What did you do? And I was just bombarded. I mean, bombarded literally with just so many negative stories about how much it's going to hurt, how much I'm going to hate it, um, how much you'll do it and never want to do it again. Um, and that's when I really started um, looking up in so many different ways um how I could have a more positive experience not just for me mainly for me because obviously (laughs) I wanted to have an amazing birth I didn't want to have a negative one but also to be able to be one of those people that actually share a positive story um I didn't want to be one of those people after my birth that turned around to everyone and went oh it was horrendous I hated it I just wanted to you know tell people all the good and positive um aspects you could have to it yeah, I think that's the same for me, really. I wanted to have a good birth, to have a good story to tell. So um, mm-hmm. just tell us your story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so well, I got in. 
yeah it came out as a bit of a shock really because it was the uh, last day of work for me before my maternity leave it was a Friday um and I was actually having a baby shower as you'll remember Rachel yeah, I think we should probably um, um, add in here that Hannah and I are really good friends as well we haven't yeah. actually said that so <laughs> carry on yeah we are very good friends we've known each other for god about 12 years maybe yeah. now yeah way before kids um and we had a little baby shower at mine, a few people around. And I remember just feeling so uncomfortable. Like I was on crutches at this point, wasn't I? I had had yeah. quite a horrendous um, pregnancy, all the usual sickness and aches and pains. Um, and I had gone to bed after the baby shower and I woke up quite early that morning, about 6am. This would have been on the Saturday. And I just felt some weird pains. And I remember you'd stayed around my house and you were in my annex. <laughs> I came in bursting. I didn't even knock on the door. And I went, Rachel, something, something's come out. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I don't feel right. And you were like, oh, whatever. Let's just get on with our day. And we went about our day like it's completely normal. I think you were a bit early as well, weren't you? You were 30 yeah. weeks. 37 at this point just literally turned 37 weeks on that Friday as well so um I wasn't I was prepared like materialistically I'd been prepared like that for months but I wasn't prepared like mentally for him to come so early yeah um and I remember I just took you home and I was driving home and I kept getting these weird sort of like period pains I guess but because of my history of my periods I don't really get them very often I didn't really know what a period pain was like um so it was very bearable to be honest I just kind of carried on with my day and I was pottering around the house on the Saturday sorting a few bits out um kept handing over the last few bits of work um and yeah I just carried on and on, I remember on the Saturday as well um Yannick my partner he had um a barbecue with his friends and I kept saying oh god something just doesn't feel right I'm getting these pains and Yannick was going oh it's going to be three weeks yeah you know stop spoiling our fun all, all the boys are in the hot tub <laughs> having beers and everything and I was just plodding around really really sorry for myself um and then it progressed quite quickly um by the Saturday evening I was having contractions every eight minutes um and to note they actually stayed at this the whole time till I give birth um they never got further apart and they never got closer together they just stayed at eight minutes which um was a bit not confusing to me as such but I've been told that they would really really speed up yeah and that's when you know to go to the hospital but that's not always the case as we know uh, sort of every birth is different um and I went from the Friday uh evening to the Monday evening with no sleep no food um I was trying to carry on as normal but I was actually consumed by the pain it was painful um in a sense is that I was I were I was unfamiliar to the pain yeah um, and I was really getting consumed by it um I had to keep bringing myself back into this positive mindset um, I was bouncing on my birthing ball, your birthing ball actually, <laughs> that you lent to me <laughs> um, all the time. And if I wasn't on that, 
I was just walking around the house, um, trying not to let my mind slip back into any negative thoughts. Yeah. Um, I listened continuously to these positive affirmations. I don't know where I was getting them from because it's a bit of a blur. I think YouTube mainly, yeah. a little bit on SoundCloud as well. And positive affirmations um, are just so good, aren't they? All, the, all in the lead up and during as well. Just great. Like you can listen to them, you can stick them places. They are great. Absolutely. And they just, they they like really drummed into your mind. The more you listen to them, the more that you believe them and you manifest them. And I remember things like, um, my baby knows what it's doing. My body will do the right thing. Things like that. I actually remember you really vividly telling me those two phrases and they, to this day, really stick with me. I kept saying to myself, like, I can do this. There's absolutely no way that I can't do like this. Like, this is just what my body's built for. Yeah. Um, and I kept saying that and doing lots of breathing techniques as well. I'd, um, again, YouTube is a great resource for all of this stuff. Um, I looked on YouTube about how I should be just managing the pain through my breathing. Yeah. Um, which at the start seemed like a really weird concept to me. But as I was in labor, I really, really believed in this as well. And that did really help because it, you just focus on that instead of the pain. Yeah. Um, I also had a TENS machine as well, which was really good, which was your sister's TENS machine. <laughs> <laughs> I just borrowed everything off you, didn't I, by this point? Um, that was really good. I stuck that to the bottom of my back and turned that up to like the highest frequency. Yeah. And again, that's um, um, similar to the breathing. So when you breathe, the way you can take away the pain is it's a, it's a distraction and the TENS machine, mm -hmm. uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's um, pads that go on your back and they vibrate. It sort of sends, not an electric- Really high button. frequency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it is a distraction more than a pain relief, but that is again, the same as breathing. So it's completely natural. It's just a good distraction. It's a weird feeling actually it feels like loads of little tiny needles going into yeah. your back really quickly yeah. but there's something like really soothing about yeah. it it's like yeah. if you want itch to scratch it's like yeah. that and <laughs> that did really help um so that's how I managed at home um and then it got to the Tuesday and it was about three in the morning um at this point I wasn't losing focus but I started to think you're, you're, I was transitioning, I think. I mean, I don't know what it was called. It was my first birth and yeah. I wasn't really that well informed, but I felt like there was something changing in me and I needed to call um, the centre, not the hospital, because I actually give birth in a birthing centre, yeah. not a hospital. Um, so I rang the birthing centre um, and they told me to come in and they would um, check me out. Um, it was half an hour from my house. <laughs> I remember getting Yannick to come home. He drove me in the car, sitting at so many traffic lights, breathing, I'd yeah. <laughs> trying to breathe through this pain, uh, like grabbing onto the, the side of the doors, like really clenching with all everything I had in my body, but still being focused and still being manageable. Yeah. It wasn't um, it wasn't unmanageable yeah. still at all. Um, and we got in after that half an hour journey, which felt far longer than half an hour. Half and an hour I had quite long, anyway. It's so long. It was only going to be 10 minutes from my house, but we actually moved a couple of weeks before I give birth, as you'll remember. So it became quite far away. But I um, 
had quite an attachment to the birthing centre after I'd been to view it. So I was adamant that I wanted to stay there, even though it was half an hour. In hindsight, I probably should have moved one closer, to be honest. Um, so I got in and they'd done some checks on me. I think it was a sweep they done. Um, it didn't hurt at all. It just felt exactly like having a smear. Yeah. Um, well, it didn't hurt me anyway. Um, I had that and the nurse goes to me, no, you, you're not ready. I <gasps> going, <laughs> no, I was like, I can't go home. I can't go home, it's half an hour journey. Um, so she goes, no, you're gonna have to. So I bring Yannick and go, we're going home. And he goes, what, I'm at Starbucks having a drink and having breakfast. And I was like, you gotta come and get me and we're going back. So we get in the car and we go all the way back. Um, and I continue for another, I think I only made another three hours at home. Um, and I rang them back again and I went, I'm telling you now, there's something in my body. I, I need to come in, it just doesn't feel yeah. right. So we get in the car, go back all the way down again. And this time it's it's 10 times worse on the journey. I'm, I've got a sick bowl, I'm feeling really sick. I've got my fan, I've got a sippy cup. Um, but again, all these things were just, they were just manageable. And I just, I remember just thinking, take them in your stride. If you're sick, you're sick, whatever. If you need a drink, whatever. It wasn't a big deal to me still. Yeah. Um, so we got to the hospital for the second time. And I think it was about, 6am at this point sorry hospital I keep saying hospital birthing centre I like to refer it refer yeah. to it as and the kid. difference really for anyone that doesn't know a birthing centre it would be with no medical intervention whereas in a hospital you're much more likely to have an epidural they can't do epidurals and things like that in birthing centres so people wanting a more natural birth would opt for a birthing centre over a hospital anyone that doesn't know that's right. And also at the birthing centre, the only options you have are gas and air. And I think it's pethidine as well, but you can't actually give birth in a pool on pethidine. So, um, so yeah. So I got to back to the birthing clinic and um, I had another check. And this time she said to me, you're actually only three centimetres still. And usually they like you to be four centimetres before they, before they keep you in. But she said, everything else is ready yeah I think by that she meant the head is down yeah. my waters hadn't broken either by this point um so she said you know what we'll just keep you in so they um took me to the room and Yannick was allowed in as well which was um quite a relief because this was mid-covid so we weren't sure what was going to happen yeah. yeah and I was quite worried about doing it on my own although to be honest I probably could have you know <laughs> um <laughs> So we got to the room and it was so nice. There was um, a, a double bed with like a duvet and some pillows, um, which had to quickly be removed after they broke the porters. Um, there was the pool, which was absolutely huge and so deep. Um, there was a birthing ball. There was some other sort of apparatus that you can like hang from, depending on what position you wanted to birth in. Um, and it was just so calm and relaxing. The, the lights were dimmed. Um, there were no screams as well, which is kind of what I thought I would hear. You know, when you hear about births on TV and, yeah. you know, through friends, they're like the people screaming in the hospitals. And this is probably another reason I picked the birthing clinic because the connotations of having a hospital birth yeah. were just like screaming and women being in pain and it being really unmanageable. And there wasn't a single sound at all no. you know 
the nurse just walking in every now and then do you want a cup of tea or um shall we check you over now um and I was just left on my own with Yannick in the room and we were told you know eat drink have a bit of the gas and air um and at this point my pain had definitely ramped up but because I was in what I considered a really safe environment with my midwife my anxiety totally went and the pain level dropped slightly for me yeah. and I remember saying to the nurse I was like is something wrong like I actually don't feel as painful now um and she said you probably just feel really relaxed now that you're sort of in this environment with your partner yeah. you know you're safe um and for me getting rid of that anxiety really helped me relax um so I just um, was in the room with Yannick trying um, to relax in different positions. I remember being on the birthing ball quite a lot, sort of with my head in my hands. Um, I was on and off the bed, in and out of the shower a lot, because they have a shower cubicle within the room that you can, like a wet room. Yeah. So that was great. Um, I found baths really relaxing my whole pregnancy. So I was just dipping in and out of the, out of the shower and Yannick would hose me down. <laughs> um, that was really nice um and yeah the nurse would literally just sort of pop in and out um and check we're okay I was in the room for about two hours I think it was and then I started to get really really intense pain um and I knew this was actually the transition phase the midwife had told me and this is the bit where I started screaming at the top of my lungs I can't do this and I was making sounds that literally only an animal would make and this um, is the point uh, to point out every single woman who gives birth thinks one. they can't do it and this is the point mm -hmm. when you're about to give birth and um yeah everyone will say I can't do it and that you're past the point of being able to have anything at this point aren't you you just have to do it but yeah everyone thinks they can't do it but everyone does it <laughs> And it actually gives me goosebumps talking about it now because that it literally you you there is no going back at this point when you feel this in, intense. I can't describe what it is, but it it's just comes over word, you. It? It, but it's not pain. It's not it's, pain. It's the wrong word, but there's not a word a feeling. for feeling. Yeah, there's not. It's it's just a feeling inside where you just think. I think maybe it's realization that it's actually going to happen yeah. um, or that the pregnancy's coming to an end. I don't know, but it, I just had this feeling and I just remember thinking I couldn't do it. And I, then that's when I remembered, pull yourself together, Hannah, Rachel's words in my ear. You can do this. People are made for this. People have been doing this for hundreds of years. Yeah. You have to do it. Um, and I, you know, thought back to all my affirmations and everything I'd done in preparation to this. And I thought, I am not wasting those four days of listening to affirmations, those nine months of carrying this child to, to not put my plan into action. Um, so I got myself into the pool because I was allowed into the pool at this point as, as I started to feel quite intense. Um, and again, that was an immediate pain, natural pain relief as well because the, the water sort of takes the weight of the bum yeah. um, and it's warm, it's cosy. Um, and uh, the midwife was in front of me with a mirror sort of to check what was going on and Yannick was behind me holding me up because I was actually a bit too short in the upper body so yeah. I kept kind of <laughs> going underwater and I was trying to sort of hold my head above so he was behind me um, and I was only in the water about half an hour I think I'd done about five or six pushes um, and he shot out, Roma apps just shot out like lightning speed almost. 
um he was only six pounds I might add so he was really quite a small baby um and and that was the birth almost over I guess he was put onto me straight away for skin to skin um and I had I think it was about 15 minutes or so with him then um and we just enjoyed that that first moment, which is just a bit like that intense feeling, that transition feeling, just yeah. so indescribable. Yeah. And yeah. I, my, I remember my all my senses were so heightened. I could just, he's to me, he stunk. He absolutely smelled of something really vile. I remember really being able to smell him and really <laughs> being able to hear all these noises, um, and really being able to feel the heat of the water at this point, um. And then it was just complete relief that I'd done it. Um, but when he was coming out as well, I didn't really feel any pain at all either. No. Um, and I think because I'd really got my mind into this, this mindset that was just um, so positive, I, hadn't, I didn't even think about the pain at that, this point. Um, and like I said, the pain really came in ebbs and flows by the time I got to the hospital. Yeah. I was focusing on just getting the baby out. Um, so that's the actual birth. It's amazing. It's so good. And <laughs> I have I've actually seen it because Hannah video recorded it. So I have watched it. So I can <laughs> I can tell you that is the truth. It's amazing, drug free, natural. It was your plan. Like it's just incredible. So um, yeah, really well done. It's and it was. It, it, and I'm so glad we did film it as well. We um, well, it wasn't actually my decision to film it. It was Yannick's. Um, he said, well, I remember him asking me actually when we were, I think maybe when I was in the transition phase and I just remember going, just film it. And then I'm so glad he did um, because, you know, I just look back now and I just think, oh, I cannot believe I've done that. Yeah. Like I just, I'm in awe of myself of, yeah. of being able to do that. And unfortunately for Yannick, it does make me want to do it more times as well. Because I think, yeah. you know what? I could do it again. Yeah. It didn't feel like a, a huge deal for me at all. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, the birth itself was pretty good. We did have a few problems with my placenta delivery afterwards. So I did want to touch on this slightly because although my plan did go yeah. really well, um, I didn't manage to deliver the placenta myself, um, which has to be delivered within half an hour of giving birth. Yeah. Um, so Roma and I were rushed off to our nearest hospital um, in a complete whirlwind. I mean, he was still sticky with, um, I can't remember what the, the stuff is on them called. And I was like, oh my God, hair everywhere. I mean, eyelashes everywhere, nails everywhere. Um, and we got rushed off and I had to have a spinal. Um, and then my placenta was delivered um, in theatre. And then we were kept in hospital for two days and then we came home. So although I did have most of my plan fulfilled, yeah. it is good to note that it doesn't yeah. always go to plan. And I obviously didn't plan for the placenta thing to happen. So it can't always go to plan. That doesn't mean it's going to ruin your experience or make you come out of a negative time. You can still have a, have a positive experience and more than likely it's not going to go to plan. <laughs> yeah, nine times out of 10, it doesn't. And I mean, there were definitely parts of it still that weren't to plan. I didn't plan to be in labour for four days. No. So, but like that doesn't tar the fact that in, for me, that was exactly how I wanted it. Um, and yeah, yeah, it went really well for me. You've obviously mentioned a few times in there that 
I kind of had did influence a bit your experience because I also had really good birth and I had good birth because from a very young age a friend of mine um who's had three home births she said to me you know it's absolutely fine you just need to do hypnobirthing you know practice a positive mindset and things like that so when I fell pregnant that's what I did I did hypnobirthing I read all the right books I listened to some amazing podcasts um we have to remember that one we both listened to as well amazing podcast and where she only has women on that had a good experience and I think we've both listened to every single birth story on there and they're incredible mm -hmm. so um when my labor come I mean my story is actually pretty quick so when by the time it come to me giving birth I was actually about 10 days overdue and my water's broken oh you were huge by that point as that's well huge. that's huge so I was like <laughs> so one weeks but refusing to be induced so I wanted an actual birth um but my waters went in the kitchen um, a bit and then I got to the hospital and I mean, I had a TV moment. They went and they went everywhere and exploded outside the hospital. Um, but like the same as Hannah, like I actually wouldn't describe anything I had as pain at all. Like I don't, I think it felt like a period pain that I like, quite a mild pain. Yeah. yeah, so I was thinking, well, when do these contractions start? Um, but I got into the hospital and I was absolutely fine. But then all of a sudden they did start and um, I was in a waiting room at this point. So the person, the nurse come over and said, you know, we, your contractions have started. Let's take you into this side room. And they put me in the side room. They knew I wanted a water birth. So they said, we've got to fill up the birthing pool. We're not ready. We're going to fill it up, wait in this side room. Well, I was in there probably for 45 minutes when I said, they come in and they check on you like they did to you. And I said, I want to push. And she said, no, it's not been long enough. And I don't want to check you because you're going to have a really negative mindset if I check you and I tell you two centimeters. And I said, okay, but I really want to push. Nice. I, yeah, I was like, can I just go to the toilet? And she said, go to the toilet, that's fine. And I went in and I, I mean, I started pushing in the toilet and she could hear that. So then she said, okay, like come out, I'll check. She checked and she was like, okay, the baby's head's there. So it was, for me, I was in the side room. I wasn't even in a, a proper birthing room. I was literally on a mattress on the floor. And um, I suddenly had the nurses saying, okay, you're ready to deliver, like you're having your baby. And I was, I was in there for a couple of hours and George was there. Like it was my experience. Was really fast and really quick. But again, the same as Hannah. So George got taken straight away as soon as I gave birth because um, he wasn't coming out breathing quite as he should. So they wanted to put him in an incubator and he stayed there for two days. And I mean, I've just described, or like that's a really difficult experience, but it doesn't make me feel any less happy about my birth story either. And I think like, it's incredible what you can do when you put your mind to it. We both did that without drugs because we like listen to positive stories and we knew we could do it and we did it. We manifested the positive mindset and it worked. It, it did does. work. Like, I totally believe in that. And I think if you're going to fill your mind with negative thoughts on it, you're going to have a negative experience. Yeah. So um, I feel like our top tips would be only listen to positive stories. I absolutely. mean, personally, if someone started telling me a negative story, I would say I don't want to hear it. Um, and I think I probably told you to do that as well. It's it's just I told so many people that. Yeah, yeah I, said, I don't mean to be rude, but mm. yeah. And then afterwards, I don't mind, but just before that, I didn't want to hear it. 
Um, podcasts, obviously, amazing, and they're just free information. Uh, just pick the right ones, especially the Alexa Leachman one, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And a book I read called How to Push, How to Grow a Baby and Push It Out. I felt that. Yeah, was you good. brought that to me as well, I and I, I read that. Yeah, yeah. I there's, mean, there's tons of there's, books out there. There's another great one by the Positive Birth Company called um, Hypno Birthing. They're actually primarily online, but they have a really good book which I annotated with marker <laughs> pen for about three months because their information is really scientific and it explains how your body's working I won't go too much depth in this but it explains what your body is doing when you're feeling they call it a surge um as opposed to calling it a contraction and that understanding what my body was doing as I was feeling that pain and pressure Mm. again relieved some of that pain because I knew my body was doing something for a purpose yeah that's a really great book as well yeah well it's amazing um yeah that's where we'd suggest to learn so we can add that into uh the comments um where we got all our information from but thank you so much hannah is there anything else you wanted to add at all i did just want to add as well that i had some great nhs support as well um not materialistically like we're describing through the books and the podcast but um i had a really great midwife throughout my pregnancy which really helped um i had really great communication with her um and also my midwife on the day was fantastic um so obviously I know that really helps as well I just wanted to put that in there Mm -hmm. yeah it does you're right and I think yeah the nurses and the midwives are incredible and I do remember shouting shouting very very angrily at one of my nurses at one point um so many swear words yeah (laughs) and I'm so sorry but I'm sure they're totally but they're incredible well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me anyway. Thank you very much. Um, if anyone's got any questions, um, drop them in the comments or you can direct message us or you can direct message Hannah. We're happy to Absolutely. answer anything. So that's not a problem at all. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that was Hannah's positive birth story. And I really hope it does change a little bit of the perception around birth. You can have a good experience um, and it still probably won't go to plan, but it can be a good experience. So we've been Our Remedy, Unbottled, and you can find us at ourremedy.co.uk or head over to our Instagram where we're happy to answer any questions at all, which is at It's Our Remedy. Thank you so much for listening today.